time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. Welcome in to Off Night Dodger Talk here on your home of the blue, AM570 LA Sports. Tim Cates with you here until 8 o'clock tonight. Thank you for being with us on this hot Thursday, June evening here in Southern California. Your Los Angeles Dodgers with the night off as they are in the middle of a five-game homestand that started on Tuesday night with a win over the Anaheim Angels. And the Angels again got beat by the Dodgers last night as Tyler Anderson took a no-hitter into the ninth inning, only to have Shohei Hotani triple with one out in the ninth inning to end it. But the Dodgers get the sweep over the Angels. And off night tonight as the organization celebrates their annual gala out of Dodgers Stadium. And Jennifer Lopez is performing on stage. So a big, glamorous night with a blue carpet out of Dodgers Stadium. I am in tonight for David Vasse, who has a much-needed night off. And we'll, Dodgers will be back tomorrow night as they continue this homestand with a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians, who are in town Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then the Dodgers will hit the road for a road trip beginning next week as the Dodgers are in the midst of a tough schedule at home. They get the Indians, who don't look now, are only two and a half games back in the AL Central. They are red hot. The Dodgers, after this homestand, will head to Cincinnati and then to Atlanta for a three-game weekend series against the Braves next week. The Colorado Rockies in Denver, and then it's home for a huge four-game series against the San Diego Padres. Yeah, we'll get to the Padres, what they're doing, how they're doing it, in just a little bit, coming up at 7.45, I'm going to get you a farm report, the latest on the Dodgers stars of tomorrow, today, what they're doing in A-ball, double-A, and triple-A. How is Diego Cartaya doing? What is the latest with Bobby Miller and Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas? Names you have heard, names you're familiar with, some not so much. Guys having great 2022 minor league seasons like Andy Pajas. Who, what is he doing? The young Cuban outfielder in double-A Tulsa. I'll tell you and get you caught up on all the Dodgers' top minor league prospects at 745. Our phone number, 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Dodgers, last night, got a absolutely fantastic pitching performance from Tyler Anderson. The Dodger left-hander went eight and a third innings, gave up one run on one hit, Eight strikeouts through 123 pitches, but the story was the no-hitter. He took the no-hitter into the ninth inning only to have Shohei Ohtani triple down the right field line. A valiant effort for Mookie Betts, who dove on the ball, had no shot at getting it, but tried anyways. Ohtani goes into third with the triple. He would then score after Tyler Anderson came out of the game and handed it over to Craig Kimbrell. The run, though, goes to Tyler Anderson. Eight and a third innings. He goes last night, was two outs away 
from a no-hitter, and he wanted it desperately after the game. He talked about how much it would have been a dream to get a no-hitter. He is in a groove right now. Tyler Anderson, 8-0 and on this season, and last night lowering his ERA, showing why he is one of the best Dodger pitchers this season, no doubt about that, with the first half that he is having. But it, it brings up Dave Roberts, and a lot of you Dodger fans have been weighing in on social media about it. I'm sure Dave took calls on Dodger Talk last night. It's the fact that Dave Roberts let Tyler Anderson try for a no-hitter last night. He got to 99 pitches through seven innings. He finished with 123 pitches, a career high for the veteran left-hander. Now, four times, Dave Roberts has had to go out and take the baseball from a Dodger pitcher who was in the midst of either a no-hitter or a perfect game. Dave Roberts ended Ross Stripling's Major League debut back in 2016 when he had a no-hitter through seven and third innings. September of 2016, remember Rich Hill had a perfect game through seven innings? He had a blister. Two years later, in 2018, Walker Buehler was pulled after six innings into a no-hitter, which three relievers then combined to go for down in Mexico City. Earlier this year, we certainly remember Dave Roberts going and taking the ball from Clayton Kershaw in Minnesota on that cold day in Minneapolis, the first month of the season, in which Clayton Kershaw was perfect through seven innings at a pitch count of 80. And a lot of Dodger fans not happy that Dave Roberts over these four times has gone out there and taken the ball from the Dodger starter. What was different about last night? Well, Tyler Anderson was a little deeper into the season. Tyler Anderson was certainly a little bit more built up. But here's Dodger manager Dave Roberts after the game last night kind of explaining to you Dodger fans why he left him out there. Each of those each of those uh, situations, there was a reason. Um, you know, whether it's a guy that's never done it and coming off surgery or a guy that's got a, got a finger that's bleeding every throw he makes. Um, and, and this situation, like I mentioned, uh, it was short to start before. He's got two extra days. Um, you know, he's, it was stress-free. And so um, I just felt that here in that opportunity. So a lot of times I kind of just look at it each individual, individual situation. And I know I've got this reputation as a grim reaper, but um, I'm a sports fan too. And uh, I wanted that just as much as, uh, I really felt I wanted that just as much as Tyler and his teammates wanted that for him. Yeah, there's Dave Roberts explaining why he left Tyler Anderson out there last night. And I appreciate Dave answering the question and explaining why this time did he leave his Dodger starter out there. In the previous times, he has gone out there and taken the ball for the Rich Hill, Walker Bueller, Ross Stripling, or even just this year, the perfect game through seven innings for Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw wasn't built up early in the season when he had that perfect game through seven innings, 80 pitches in Minneapolis. I, I still, to this day... Do not have a problem with what Dave Roberts going out there and taking the ball from Clayton Kershaw when he had a perfect game through seven innings. I just don't. Based on where the season was at, the truncated spring training. Now, here we are mid-June. Tyler Anderson making his, what, 10th start of this season. Last time out against the White Sox last Thursday in Chicago. His shortest outing of the year. Three innings, four runs, all earned. Walked three. He didn't have it. His worst outing this year in a Dodger uniform was a short one, and Dave Roberts alluded to that. Every scenario is different. Every situation with your starter out there is dictated differently based on where they're at this season, maybe where they're at 
as far as a uh, high leverage game, um, uh, innings that are taxing to get to that point late in the game. And for Tyler Anderson last night, he was cruising. Tyler Anderson didn't have what they call stressful innings at all last night. Now, if you were watching the game or you're listening to it, there was certainly a lot of focus on what Tyler Anderson was doing in the dugout, especially in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth inning as the Dodgers were up to bat. He was in the dugout rubbing his left forearm, rubbing his left wrist, his elbow, keeping the muscles warm, massaging his elbow. And some people on social media would say, oh, he's hurt. Uh, why is he rubbing his forearm? Uh, it must be tight. It must be a bad thing. And I thought Oral Hershiser on TV last night did a really good job on Sportsnet LA as a former Dodger great pitcher, explaining to everybody, no, no, no. I'm a former pitching coach as well, said Oral. I look at this guy and what he's doing in between innings, and yeah, he's doing it in the dugout for everybody to see, but that's normal. You'll see it a lot in pitchers if they're going longer and longer into a game. Massage the elbow, the forearm in particular. Keep it loose. Keep it from cramping. Keep it from tightening up, especially if your team's having a long at bat in that half inning. That's nothing new. That's what pitchers do. Some put wraps around it. Some will put a jacket arm. Some will put heat pads on it or a hot towel just to keep that arm loose, keep it warm, and keep going out there and working on that no-hitter. He wasn't hurt. He wasn't out there and pushing it, and Dave Roberts was just leaving him out there to try to get something, and, you know, this was it. He's going to go out in the glory, and, 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 and if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. It wasn't the situation. And there were some people last night on social media alluding to that, which is completely not the case. Dave Roberts was keeping an eye on his Dodger left-hander, was watching how he was out there, stressful innings, non-stressful innings, stressful at bats, long at bats. And Tyler Anderson prayed, did pretty much uh, what he wanted with the Angels hitters last night. He had no stressful innings. There wasn't long 12, 13 pitch at bats where he was getting gassed and taxed out there on the mound. He cruised to the first seven innings. The eighth inning, you can see it get a little long out there. He was starting to miss up in the zone. And then he goes out there in the ninth, gets trout on one pitch, and then Otani... Leaves one over the middle of the plate, and Shohei Otani does what he does. Hits. And he put the ball down the right field line, ending the no-hitter. So I applaud Dave Roberts for leaving him out there as he should have, making that right decision. And I also applaud Dave Roberts for talking about it after the game. And again, explaining to Dodger fans and explaining his decision to keep Tyler Anderson out there this time, when in the past... Ross Stripling, Rich Hill, Walker Bueller, this year Clayton Kershaw, he has gone out there and gotten that nickname Captain Hook for going out there and getting his pitcher in the midst of what some perceive as a special game. It is a perfect game or a no-hitter. So, again, I have no problem with last night with Dave Roberts leaving him out there even at 123 pitches. Tyler Anderson is now 8-0. Tony Gonsolin is now 8-0. Tony Gonsolin has a 142 ERA. That's best in the major leagues. Sitting here on June 16th, if I would have told you way back in the start of the season as the Dodgers broke camp, had that freeway series against the Angels, and got ready to go to Denver to start the season on April 8th, if I would have told you Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin would be a combined 16-0 and and account for 16 of the Dodgers' 39 wins, you would have told me I was on drugs. 
you would have told me I needed to be checked into the loony bin. But that's where the Dodgers are right now. Injuries to Haney, injuries to Walker Bueller, injury to Clayton Kershaw, who's now back. Julio Arias has been the constant, and so is Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson when thrown into the rotation. How clutch have these two guys been? After the game last night, Dave Roberts talking about Anderson, Gonsolin, and how much these two guys have meant to this Dodgers team. Tony um, and uh, Tyler have really, and Tyler obviously has been around a little bit longer than, than Tony, but the way they work in between starts uh, is unparalleled or paralleled to a guy you know, that wears 22 in our clubhouse, and they dominate the weight room. Um, so they take care of a lot of things that they have to. And then you're talking about the preparation where um, Tyler does a lot of his own homework and kind of back and forth with our guys as far as run prevent prevention to kind of figure out the best way to attack a lineup on a particular night. And so he's as prepared as anybody that I've been around. And um, he's just totally bought into what we're doing, and he's an ultimate competitor. Yeah, there's Dave Roberts talking about Tyler Anderson, who is – a guy who can go out there and give you a competitive start every five days. And Tony Gonsolin, what he has done to raise a hand in this Dodgers rotation and answer the bell when they needed guys to go out there every five days and not only give them a start, but give them quality starts, he has answered that, and he has been fantastic. 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. That is our number as we are here on off-night Dodger talk, the Dodgers with their gala tonight at a Dodger stadium, a celebration for the organization, a fundraiser for the Dodgers Foundation as well. They'll be back at it tomorrow for the start of a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. I got a line open, 866-987-2570. Tyler Anderson, two outs away from a no-hitter last night through 123 pitches. I don't have a problem with him being left out there. I love it. I love the fact that Dave Roberts trusted him, gave him that opportunity, and then after the game explained why this time was different as opposed to the other times he has gone out there and taken the ball from a starting pitcher, working on a no-no or a perfect game. 866-987-2570. The All-Star game's a month away. What Dodger players are lining up to wear that Dodger uniform and represent the blue at the Midsummer Classic. 866-987-2570. Let's talk about it. I'll get you a farm report coming up in about 25 minutes as well. Tim Cates and you, Ronnie Fascio. It's off-night Dodger talk here on your home of the Dodgers and 570 LA Sports. 866-987-2570. This is Dodger Talk presented by Chevy on your home for LA Dodgers baseball. The Dodgers players and their significant others looking sharp on the blue carpet out of Dodger Stadium for the Dodger Gala, benefiting the Dodger Foundation. Jennifer Lopez performing tonight, the star-studded affair out at the Ravine on this Dodger off night. Dodgers back at it on the field tomorrow night as they start a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians, by the way, a team that got off to... A little bit of a slow start in the American League, but have certainly turned things around. The Guardians coming into town, winners of eight of their last ten, only two and a half games back of Minnesota 
in the AL Central. As we speak, the Dodgers 39-23. and 23, And I hate to break it to you, but the San Diego Padres were winners earlier today at Wrigley Field in Chicago, beating the Cubs 6-4. to four. Why not? Everybody seems to be beating the Chicago Cubs, who have lost now 10 in a row. They are 13 games and in dead last in the NL Central right there with the Cincinnati Reds, who at one point had the worst record in all of baseball. But the Dodgers at 39-23, and 23, they're currently a half game back of the San Diego Padres in the Western Division in the National League. The Padres getting to 41 wins today, beating the Cubs. That is tied for the most in the National League with the New York Mets, who are 41-23. and 23. The Padres, 41-24. and 24. They have won four straight, eight of their last ten. I mentioned the Dodgers will meet up with the Padres out of Dodger Stadium coming up on June 30th, July 1, 2, and 3. Part of a long homestand for the Dodgers that includes the Rockies and the Chicago Cubs on that homestand in the uh, first week and a half of July. But the Padres, hot. And they're doing it without Fernando Tatis. And if you're a Dodger fan, do you panic? Do you worry that mid-June, as well as you played up until the last two weeks, where the Dodgers really offensively haven't been very productive, but yet still winning games, still 16 games over 500, coming off a two-game sweep of the Angels, are a half game back of a San Diego Padres team that has not had Fernando Tatis Jr. and will not get him back for a while, have been relying upon their pitching to win games. Manny Machado's been productive, hitting 328, leading baseball, 11 home runs. Jerks and Profars having a good season. But it's been their pitching, and they've got a really good starting staff of Joe Musgrove, who's 8-0 with a 159 ERA and 81 strikeouts. Hugh Darvish is having a good season. Sean Manaya, the left-hander who they acquired from the Oakland A's during spring training, has been a really solid number three for the San Diego Padres rotation. You throw in young Mackenzie Gore, who's looked well at times. This is a solid San Diego Padre rotation that's given them innings. Joe Musgrove having a great season. Tied for most in baseball with eight wins, along with Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin of our Dodgers. A 159 ERA, second best in the National League behind Tony Gonsolin. Maybe they're playing way above their skis. I don't know. But they've won four in a row, eight of ten. And we kind of figured they'd be in the hunt, right? To think that this Padres team would, would do what they did a year ago and completely fall apart. No. Bob Melvin, new manager. He was in Oakland for a long time. Knows how to get the best out of talent. Knows how to manage a clubhouse and 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 do it at a professional level, which a lot of people around baseball felt the Padres weren't professional enough. Had the talent, certainly, but did have the right guy to put it all together as their manager. Jace Tingler, gone. They bring in Bob Melvin, and despite no Fernando Tatis, one of the best young players in baseball, this is a team now tied for the most wins in the National League. And right now, the Dodgers are looking up at the Padres in the NL West. And it's mid-June. And we still got a month and a half before the trade deadline in Major League Baseball. No Walker Bueller until September. Best case scenario. You're assuming Clayton Kershaw will remain healthy. Your fingers crossed that Andrew Heaney can come back healthy. And all signs point to that. And that return on Sunday against the Cleveland Guardians coming off the I.L., but you're also, you're also hoping that what Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson have done the first three months of this season 
go a combined 16-0, and and Tony Gonsolin having the best ERA in baseball at 142, you're hoping they can continue to do this the second half of the season and into October. And they aren't just a first-half fluke that the the clock will strike midnight on Tyler Anderson and he'll go back to being the pitcher that he was in Colorado with the Mariners, with the Giants briefly. He looks a lot different, certainly, and he looks like he's figured it out at the age of 32. And certainly you hope he can continue to do what he's doing all into July and August and September for this Dodgers team because, again, where would this team be with the injuries to the rotation without Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin? Tyler Anderson was the piggyback to Tony Gonsolin because you didn't know what Gonsolin was going to give you. So they needed somebody that's reliable to go second behind Gonsolin. Whether he goes an inning, two, three, four, you needed somebody to be reliable to piggyback him just in case. Because of injuries, he gets thrown into the rotation. And again, don't look now. Gonsolin and Anderson, 16-0 combined on this season for the Dodgers. 866-987-2570. Looking at this series against the Padres, or uh, excuse me, the Guardians, Clayton Kershaw will get the start tomorrow night against Zach Plesak, the right-hander. Saturday afternoon, a 415 nationally televised game on Fox. Of course, you can hear the game right here on AM570 LA Sports. Julio Urias and Cal Quantrill, the pitching matchup. Sunday, Shane Bieber, the right-hander, expected to go for the Guardians. And the Dodgers have yet to announce their starter. Assuming everything checks out okay on Andrew Heaney, who made a minor league rehab a start a couple days ago in AAA Oklahoma City. In Tulsa, actually. He went down to Tulsa to do it because of scheduling. Assuming he feels right and checks all the boxes to come back, he will get the start on Sunday in the finale of the three-game series against Cleveland. So that's how it stacks up the next three days. Don't forget, you can always hear the games right here on AM570 LA Sports. You're home of the Dodgers. But if you're looking for the game tomorrow night on TV, you better have Apple TV because tomorrow night is one of those nights. Yeah, Ronnie, hate to break it to you. One of those nights that it's an Apple TV game. No Sportsnet LA, Saturday nationally televised. Sunday, a regular game out of Dodger Stadium. All the games right here on AM570 LA Sports. But for those of you who like to sync it up with the TV and listen to Rick and Charlie and watch the game as well, well, you better have to have Apple TV in order to do that tomorrow night. The Dodgers and Indians, or excuse me, the Dodgers and Guardians were selected as the weekly game on Apple TV. All right, let's go out to the phones. I appreciate you being patient. 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. Mitch, start us off, buddy. How you doing? Hey, Tim. Happy Father's Day to you. I know the Father's out there. Yeah, it's coming up on Sunday. Yeah, so flying. Um, I said we're going to have two all-star pitches at least, Anderson and Grassland. And what's the story of Michael Bush? I'd love to see him up. Uh, soon, as soon as possible. Well, you, you may see, see you may see him at some Angel. point. Yeah, you may see him at some point, Mitch, and I appreciate. It. I'm going to get into the farm report coming up in about 15 minutes. I'm going to give you everybody's update from Diego Cartaya to Miguel Vargas to Michael Bush, who has been promoted from Double A AA to Triple A. The 24 year old second baseman, also Andy Pagaz, uh, Landon Knack, a name you've heard, a 24 year old right handed pitcher for the Dodgers, a second round pick a couple of years ago. Maddox Bruns is a young arm to keep an eye on. I'm going to give you his name, and I've been giving you his name. 
the last couple weeks here on Off Night Dodger Talk. He was a first-round pick a year ago out of high school. He's only 19 years old, and he's made nine starts. I'll give you an update on what he's doing in Rancho Cucamonga, but he's one of these young guys, these young arms that the Dodgers are stockpiling. And I bring this up, and I, I like to give you the farm report to tell you what, what these guys are doing for a couple of reasons. One, gives you an update on names that you hear during spring training. If you make the trek out to Camelback Ranch or you listen to the spring training games, you hear a lot of these young players who get opportunities late in games or get opportunities late in the spring. You hear their names, the Bobby Millers who made the start out of Dodger Stadium during the Freeway Exhibition Series. Uh, we've seen Ryan Pepio make some starts for this Dodgers team. You've heard the names Landon Knack is one of the big three, as Dave talks about. Miguel Vargas is the name. Diego Cartaya, we've heard his name as an untouchable, the number one Dodger prospect the last two years. I like to tell you how they're doing, where they're at. You know, we get lost in the major league season. Where are the young guys at? How are they progressing? How's that number, that first-round pick doing from a couple years ago? How's that young 19-year-old catcher doing that we keep hearing his name during spring training? Where is he at? How is he doing? I get to give you an update. And also... It kind of tells you how they're progressing through the minor leagues and tells you how much depth this Dodgers team, because there's a lot of arms we're going to go through in this uh, farm report. The Dodgers have a good amount of young arms in their minor leagues, and I bring that up because they've got young arms and young talent in the minor, in the minor leagues. This is a Dodgers team a month and a half to go before the trade deadline. They may have to make a move to bring in a proven arm to this Dodgers rotation. As much as our fingers are crossed that Clayton Kershaw at the age of 34 can stay healthy the rest of this season, he's not getting any younger. Fingers crossed that Andrew Heaney can come back and pitch and, and be the Andrew Heaney was before he, he got the soreness and the inflammation in his arm. Fingers crossed that Tony Gonsolin has matured now and all signs point that he has become that every guy or that, that that dominant pitcher every five days, that splitters that's so nasty, the slider that he's worked on. He's looked like he's he's kind of come into form now as a legit major league pitcher, a really good one and an all-star this year. And let's hope that Tyler Anderson can continue his really good 2022 so far through the rest of the season. But the Dodgers are short on starters. Julio Urias? You know, looked a little fatigued at times, not getting the run support that he did last year where he had the most run support of any Dodger starter. Now he's got the least amount of run support of any Dodger starter. They need another arm. And it's not just a guy who could be a spot starter. As you get into October, they're going to need another horse. Last year they went out and, of course, made a move at the deadline. Will they go out and do it again this year? And how many arms are legit available to go out and get that will be difference makers, guys that can be another person, another cog in your rotation late in the season and come October. There's not a lot of names out there. Tyler Molly, local kid out of Southern California with the Reds. Luis Castillo of the Reds. They're certainly going to be sellers because they're out of it. The Cubs could be sellers here very soon. The Pittsburgh Pirates are going to be sellers very soon. The Oakland A's with Frankie Montas, a right-hander the Dodgers had in their organization and traded away as part of the Rich Hill deal a few years back. He's got a couple of years left of control. He's a good, strong, right-handed pitcher. But the Dodgers aren't the only team looking for arms. 
you had the extra wild card team now in the playoffs. More teams are in the playoff race. More teams are in the hunt for October. So they're not going to necessarily be sellers at the trade deadline. Maybe they'll hold on to what they got to make a push to get one of those wild card spots. Because you look at the way the divisions are set up. I mean, the NL Central, Cardinals and Brewers, game and a half separation. In the American League, you know, the AL Central is close with the Twins and Guardians. But the AL East is a runaway for the Yankees. The, a the AL West right now, it's a runaway for the Astros. But the wild card, the wild card, a half game separates four teams in the American League. Three games separate five teams in the American League wild card race. You look at the National League. Three games separate six teams in the wild card race. Supply and demand. We're hearing a lot about economics, especially in this state of our country. You're hearing a lot about that. Supply and demand in baseball. How many starting pitchers are actually going to be out there available at the deadline with the amount of teams willing to sell and the amount of teams willing to keep fighting and try to get into the tournament in October and make a playoff push? Other teams are looking to bolster their roster. And if Frankie Montas is the top guy available as far as starting pitcher with the Oakland A's, well, the Dodgers are going to be in the running, certainly if, if that's where they're going to go looking. Other teams are going to be looking as well. Toronto just lost Hyunjin Ryu, and they're fighting for a wild card spot. Will they go out and get another arm? The Braves are back in it. The Giants are always in the hunt. Teams are looking for arms, not just the Dodgers. So that means the asking price is going to go up. The Dodgers have the minor league to do it, but at the same time, how much are you willing to give up? to get a Frankie Montas, who you're going to have under control for a couple of years. How much are you willing to go up there and, and, and give up to get a Luis Castillo or a Tyler Molly? How much are they going to be a factor in helping you come October? There's a lot of the decisions Andrew Freeman's got to decide on. Oh, that's just starting pitching. Do the Dodgers need some more help in the bullpen? I mean, Dustin May, we're not hearing a lot about him, but how much are you going to rely upon him in the second half of the season when he's looking to become a starter? And that's the role they want him to be. It's going to take him a while to build up. And look at what happens with the guy coming off Tommy John surgery. You don't just throw him into the fire. You've got to build him up, not only his confidence. He's got to get over that emotional hurdle of coming back from an injury and trust his arm and trust that he's good to go and he's 100% again. He's got to get his feel back with his pitches. He's got to build himself back up that arm strength. Is he going to be ready to help out this Dodgers team? Is it going to be more of a relief role? And the everyday players for the Dodgers, they need help on the bench. Could it be somebody from the minor leagues like a Miguel Vargas or a Michael Bush? Could be. It might be. But then again, the Dodgers may need to go out and get a proven major leaguer that can come and be a right-handed bat off the bench. Like they went out and got an Albert Pujols who was available last year when he was released by the Angels. Dodgers got some decisions to make here in the next month and a half before the trade deadline comes and goes in Major League Baseball. Before that, the All-Star game. We are a month away from All-Star week. How exciting is it going to be to have Major League Baseball on all eyes on Dodger Stadium for a home run derby on Monday, the 18th of July, and then the All-Star game on July 19th? 
It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be even sweeter as the Dodgers get more players on that National League roster. You can vote at Dodgers.com. Vote there as many times as you can every day and get these Dodger players into the All-Star game. Certainly Mookie Betts having an All-Star season. When you're talking about voting with the fans, certainly it's a popularity contest first. And then two, it's, well, I'm going to vote for my favorite team. Whether or not the guy's having an all-star year or not, I'm going to put Justin Turner into the all-star game. I'm going to try to vote him in. I'm going to try to vote my favorite player, Chris Taylor, into the all-star game. Well, that's not necessarily going to happen and get all Dodger starters. Most likely, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Will Smith, if he's not voted in by the fans, certainly... The commissioner's office, the managers around baseball who help select the reserves will recognize Will Smith for the season that he's having. Maybe Freddie Freeman sneaks in. But as far as the Dodgers pitchers are concerned, to me, there is no argument to be made to keep Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson out of the All-Star game. I I don't care what they do in their next, I don't know, how many starts are they going to get here between now and the uh, July 19th? They'll probably get another three starts in, two, three at the most. I don't care if they wheels fall off the next three starts for these guys. To me, they've earned an all-star bid for what they've done so far. And who's to say they can't build that up to a 9-0, and 10-0 record, lower that ERA even more if you're Tony Gonsolin. Heck, what if the Catman actually gets the start for the National League? in the All-Star game. When it was announced that the All-Star game was going to be moved back to 2022 for the Dodgers after supposed to have it in 2020, but COVID stopped that, I think a lot of you Dodger fans, I, I certainly thought, oh, wow, Clayton Kershaw's a lock. Assuming he's healthy, he'll be in as an All-Star for the Dodgers. And there's no doubt, whoever's managing the team, and it's Brian Snicker from the Atlanta Braves as they won the All-Star game last year or the, the World Series and won and represent the National League. There's no way they won't start a Dodger if their Dodger is on the all-star team as the opener. Well, instead of Clayton Kershaw or a Walker Buehler or Julio Urias, who was a 20-game winner last year, there's a strong possibility Tony Gonsolin gets the ball to start for the National League when they take on the American League on July 19th at the All-Star game. That would certainly be a lot of fun and well-deserved for the Catman. Isabel! Isabel, I want to make sure I squeeze you in here because we're going to have the farm report coming up next. What's up, Izzy? Oh, hey, Tim. How are you? I'm good. You, you kind of sound disappointed. Like, oh, hey, Tim. Like, you're waiting to talk to somebody else. You're waiting to talk to Ronnie or Tim Conway? Or what do you, what's going on? No, 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 no. I'm just tired. It's been a long day. Um, anyway, listen, um, talking about the pitching, everybody's going to be looking for pitching, and pitching is really easy. Yeah, it's the problem, too, and they need to get their offense going. So, But um, I'm not really concerned about the offense. I'm just really concerned about Walker, if you want the truth. I mean, see, they'll be on it. And what I'm thinking about is I'm tired of pitching great. He did pitch at gym last night. That was one of the best baseball games I saw last night. So, And I do have Apple, so I'll be able to watch the game tomorrow. Oh, good. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it, Izzy. I appreciate it. Hang in there. The Dodgers are going to be okay. 
It's mid-June. They'll make sure this roster is ready to go for the second half of the season. 866-987-2570. We'll come back. We'll try to get some more of your phone calls in. We'll get you a farm report. Give you the update on the Dodgers stars of tomorrow. Today, Dodgers off tonight. Enjoying a night out at Dodger Stadium, but not for a game, for a gala. Honoring the Dodger Foundation, great fundraising events, the Dodger Foundation Blue Diamond Gala out at Dodger Stadium and the Dodger players and their wives and girlfriends, significant others out there dressed to the nines, looking good. They do good work for charity out at Dodger Stadium tonight. Jennifer Lopez is going to perform at the Dodger Gala. We'll come back at your farm report. Tim Cates, Ronnie Fascio, and you. It's off-night Dodger talk here on your home of the Dodgers, AFI 70 LA Sports. Dodger Talk is back. Be a part of the show using hashtag Dodger Talk or call 866-987-2570. Off-night Dodger Talk continues on this Thursday night as the Dodgers will continue their homestand tomorrow night. Three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians. Dodgers the winners of the first two games over the Anaheim Angels to start off this homestand. Tony Gonsolin now 8-0 on this season. Tyler Anderson, what a pitching performance last night. A no-no into that ninth inning as the Dodgers sweep the Halos. Day off tonight for the big Dodger gala at a Dodger stadium. Tomorrow night, the Guardians in town for the first of three. The Dodgers, for the first time this season, trail the San Diego Padres, who are a half game up. On the Dodgers, Padres won earlier today in Chicago against the Cubbies. They've won four straight, eight of ten. The Dodgers, 39-23, and 23, currently a half game back of the Padres. All right, so we'll get back to the phones if we have a chance. But right now, let's go down the farm and get you an update on the Dodgers stars of tomorrow, today, how they're doing in the minor leagues, the Dodgers' top minor league prospects. And we'll start off with the number one overall prospect, 20-year-old catcher, Diego Cartaya. He started the year in Rancho Cucamonga. He has since been promoted to high A ball. The Great Lakes Loons. Ten games so far. 306 batting average, and he's continuing to hit home runs. It's a high drive toward right center. Going back is Hendrick way back at the track. Looks up, and it's gone. We've got a tie ball game. Cartaya hits a game-tying two-run home run. It's a 3-3 game. Well, Diego Cartaya's home run ties the ball game. His second with the Loons. Loons radio with the call. Second home run of the season. Three doubles, seven ribbies. He has got an OPS over 1,000 in high A ball. Miguel Vargas, the 22-year-old Cuban third baseman. 60 games in AAA Oklahoma City. Hitting 277. 10 home runs, 11 doubles. 44 ribbies, 33 walks. He gets on base, he hits for power, and he's got an 853 OPS. Miguel Vargas, again, a name to keep an eye on. He could be a call-up this 2022 season. Bobby Miller, the 23-year-old right-handed pitcher, first-round pick in 2020. He is in double-A Tulsa, 10 starts so far, 2-1 with a 479 ERA and 43 strikeouts. How about Michael Bush, the 24-year-old second baseman, one of the Dodgers' top five prospects. He was a first-round pick in 2019. Remember, no 2020 minor league season. Last year started slow, but really began to heat up in September when the minor league season came to an end. 
This year, he's picked up right where he left off. He started the year in double-A Tulsa, 31 games, 306 average, 11 home runs, 29 ribbies. He has since been promoted to triple-A Oklahoma City in 24 games. He's only hitting 224, but he's also hitting bombs. Here's the one two. And a swing and a fly ball that's deep to right. Going back is Garrett, and Garrett is at the wall and watches it go into the Aces bullpen. A two-out, two-run homer for Michael Bush, his third home run of the season. And with that home run, the Dodgers are on the board. It's now Reno 5 and Oklahoma City 2. There was little doubt about that. Four home runs on the season now for Michael Bush. Six doubles, 18 ribbies for the Dodgers' second-base prospect. Eddie Leonard, infielder, outfielder, 21-year-old shortstop out of the Dominican Republic, 58 games, a 259 average, seven home runs, 17 doubles, 33 ribbies, 23 walks. And this is the guy who can get on base with a 794 OPS. Landon Knack, the 24-year-old right-handed pitcher, second-round pick in 2020. He started the season a little hurt, a little arm soreness, but in seven starts in AA Tulsa, 1-4, 390 ERA, and 39 strikeouts. How about young 21-year-old outfielder Andy Pagaz in AA Tulsa? Thunderbirds next pitch, swinging a high, deep fly ball to left. Kersey's going back, he's looking up, home run! Into the Budweiser Terrace. Pause with his 10th homer of the year, it's a two-run shot, and the Drillers have a 2-0 lead here in the first inning. The Cuban outfielder in 56 games, 260 average, 10 home runs, 13 doubles, 38 ribbies, 30 walks, in OPS of 867. Maddox Bruns, we continue to talk about the 19-year-old left-handed pitcher, a first-round pick a year ago, nine starts, 0-1, 443 ERA in Rancho Cucamonga with the Quakes, 35 strikeouts. He has walked 17, but not given up any home runs this season for the Quakes. 23-year-old shortstop Jacob Amaya continues to open eyes. Drillers coming to bat here in the first pitch. Amaya swings and hammers one high and deep to right center field. It's on its way. It is a home run. First pitch of the fourth inning. And Jacob Amaya goes to right center field. That ball landed in the Hooks bullpen. And the Drillers have a 1-0 lead on Jacob Amaya. The 11th round pick in 2017 out of South Hills High School in West Covina, promoted to AAA Oklahoma City, 49 games in AA, 264 average, nine home runs, three triples, 26 ribbies, 32 walks, and 870 OPS. He picks up right where he left off in AA, in AAA, having himself a great season in the Dodgers minor leagues. Clayton Beater, a 23-year-old right-handed pitcher, second round pick in 2020, he has made 10 starts, 0-2, with a 5-14 ERA and 56 punch-outs in AA Tulsa. Yorbert Vivas, the 21-year-old second baseman out of Venezuela, is in high A Great Lakes with the Loons, 59 games, 274 average, 5 home runs, 10 doubles, 30 ribbies, 35 walks, and an 8-0-3 OPS. So there's some of the Dodgers' top minor league prospects from AAA all the way down to A-ball. And everywhere in between, guys starting to separate themselves, having good seasons, getting promoted. Guys going from A to high A, Diego Cartaya. We're seeing other guys move from double A to triple A, like Michael Bush. So some moving and shaking amongst the Dodgers' top minor league prospects here 
in mid-June. All right, well, that's going to do it. We've run out of time on this Thursday night. Many thanks to Ronnie Fascio. Thanks to you Dodger fans for being a part of the show. Tomorrow, the Dodgers homestand continues with the first of three against the Cleveland Guardians. First pitch at 7-10. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll get it all started at 6 o'clock. Until then, have a great rest of your Thursday night. The Jason Smith Show is coming up next. So long, everybody.